Hello, I'm Anna, and today I will read one and a half pages of a great book. Alex Sojun Kim Pang manages to get a whole lifestyle philosophy into one and a half pages. Here we go. The book is called Rest, why you get more done when you work less. This is a book about work. It is also, of course, a book about rest. This sounds paradoxical, but it illustrates the book's central idea. Many of us are interested in how to work better, but we don't think very much about how to rest better. Productivity books offer life hacks, advice about how to get more done, or stories about what CEOs or famous writers do. But they say almost nothing about the role of rest in the lives of careers of creative, productive people. When they do mention rest, they tend to treat it as nothing more than a physical necessity or inconvenience. Books about rest or leisure, meanwhile, seem mainly interested in escaping work, not improving your ability to do meaningful work. They praise idleness as an antidote to overwork and an expression of wisdom. The clever man may work smarter, not harder, they say, but the creative man doesn't work at all. Other writers portray leisure as a luxury to be consumed and broadcast. For them, the good life is an endless summer shared with just the right washed out Instagram filter. As a result, we see work and rest as binaries. Even more problematic, we think of rest as simply the absence of work, not as something that stands on its own or has its own qualities. Rest is merely a negative space in a life defined by toil and ambition and accomplishment. When we define ourselves by our work, by our dedication and effectiveness and willingness to go the extra mile, then it's easy to see rest as the negation of all those things. If your work is yourself, when you cease to work, you cease to exist. And when we think of rest as work's opposite, we take it less seriously and even avoid it. Americans work more and vacation less than almost any other nationality in the world, contrary to the expectations of economics and in defiance of common sense, as we become more productive we work longer hours not shorter. We leave vacation days unused. When we do finally go on vacation, we compulsively check our email. I argue that we misunderstand the relationship between work and rest. Work and rest are not polar opposites. You cannot talk about rest without also talking about work. Writing about only one is like writing a romance and naming only one of the lovers. Rest is not work's adversary. Rest is work's partner. They complement and complete each other. Further, you can't work well without resting well. Some of history's most creative people, people whose achievements in art and science and literature are legendary, took rest very seriously. They found that in order to realize their ambitions to do the kind of work they wanted to, they needed rest. The right kinds of rest would restore their energy while allowing their muse, that mysterious part of their minds that helps drive the creative process, to keep going.
So work and rest aren't opposites like black and white or good and evil. They're more like different points on life's wave. You can't have a crest without a throw. You can't have the highs without the lows. Neither can exist without the other. We underestimate how much good serious rest can do us. And we also underestimate how much we can do if we take rest seriously. Lovely. I enjoy both good work and good rest. How about you? If you rest or take a break, why do you do it? What's the conscious intent to take a break? When I take a break, I'm excited because I know that something is going on on a deeper level. Let me tell you a little story. A few years ago, in the early beginnings of my self-employment, I received two workshops requests for the same week. The day came where I should have been sitting in the car at 11 o'clock with two fully prepared workshops. But at 8 a.m., I was standing in the office, surrounded by a chaos of flip charts lying all around the floor, and I realized that I was far from being ready. I should have worked more. I need at least another day to prepare the workshops and to sort out the flip charts. And these thoughts transformed my brain to mashed potatoes. And believe me, with a mushy brain, you only make it worse. At nine o'clock, the chaos was still chaos, maybe even worse. And that's when I declared myself as completely stressed out. And I remember thinking, hmm, that's how it feels to be stressed. Well, that's awful. And somehow, I reacted with a bizarre decision. Because what I should have been doing was to sort out this chaos. But I went to the kitchen and made myself a cup of tea and placed myself on the balcony. My heart was racing and my mind was screaming, What are you doing? Go back to work. And I thought, Nope, I'm going to sit here and drink this cup of tea. But it was uncomfortable sitting there, tensed in all ways. And that's when I remember the statement the doctor once said. If you need to calm down, just sit quiet and observe something. And stay in the mode of observation and bring yourself back there whenever your mind races away. Okay. I was looking straight at the mountain. And I started to observe the mountain, focusing on the three different colors I saw. I can see gray, I can see black, I can see white. And that's all. And I repeated this for minutes. There's gray, there's black, there's white, there's white. Of course, my mind was still yelling at me that I was very irresponsible. There is gray, there is black, there is white. And after about 10 minutes, I realized that my heart beating was back to normal. And I felt how my mashed potato brain started to transform itself again to the mind I know. And suddenly, I was calm and confident. I finished my tea. Three or five minutes wouldn't make a difference. Then I stood up, went back to the office, looked at the flip chart chaos on the floor, and suddenly I knew exactly how to do it. This flip chart comes here, 
this one there, here I must create another one, and so on. Two intense hours of deep work, and I was done. At 11 o'clock, I sat in the car, ready for the workshops. This experience taught me that taking a break was a tool. During a break, a lot is happening. The whole body is working to separate the unimportant from the important. It's looking and searching for solutions or new ideas. Today I would even say it's not just a tool, but almost a lifestyle which helps me to stay incredibly efficient, but also healthy. If you have the chance to switch off from work for a while, you will be more productive, have a better attitude, you will be less annoying towards your colleagues, and you will be able to deal with challenges at work more easily, and that is for sure. But that is not all. You will understand that you can use your 24 hours a day wisely. Do the best of work you can do, but also do the best for your body and mind and soul, and that is by occupying yourself with other fun stuff. Or doing nothing. Remember what the author said, I enjoy both good work and good rest. So do I. And I would even say, there is no in-between. To work with a deep focus is orgasmic. It's just the best feeling you can get during work. It's ecstatic to go deep and, oh, you know, oh, really. When it's there and when you're in there, oh, yeah, I know. It's hard to describe. But then, when the energy level is slowly dropping, have a break and enjoy this as much as you did enjoy the deep work. Switch between these two states and remind yourself to be fully in it. No matter if it is work or a good rest, just fully there. It will satisfy you. And by the way, looking at an hourglass is one of the most calming activities I know. And I've been writing a letter and sending an hourglass this week again. Thank you very much for the order. It's a pleasure. In my members club, yes, the countdown is on. You will find a mini course to the topic, having a break with plenty of ideas of how to take a break. So see you there very soon. And now, my dear listeners out there, I hope you are doing well. And even if I maybe don't know you, somehow I always imagine people, listeners, and I imagine how are they thinking, how are you thinking? And this opens my mind and gives me new ideas. So thank you, all of you, to be there. Okay, bye, take care, bye.